This episode is not sponsored, but we encourage you to help support the small businesses, charities and organisations that we mention. Welcome back to another episode of Our Circle. I'm Rhiannon. And I'm Jess. And today we have two guests with us. One is a scientist and a founder of Core Skin Care and the other works within the world of social media and is the co-owner of Core Skin Care. Please welcome Charlotte and Hayley Vincent. Yay. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having us. Oh, definitely. So, I mean, jumping straight into things, what's Core Skin Care? Can you please tell our listeners what Core skincare is all about how long has it been around when did it begin take it away yeah so core skincare um we make non-toxic vegan cruelty-free um skincare products and we launched last year in june didn't last we? June, yeah during the pandemic great <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it was um in the pipeline for a couple of years so skincare takes years to to sort of formulate test and mm. perfect and we put it on hold a couple of times, didn't we? Yeah, we were supposed to launch in January, but then obviously with um, COVID and everything, it kind of took a hit. So we postponed it and then we just thought, let's just launch in June. So it was six months after we wanted to, but mm. it, um, it was definitely worth the wait, wasn't it? <laughs> definitely, definitely. I feel like with people not really going anywhere and not wearing as much makeup, I feel like I personally was focusing a lot more on my skincare and trying to look after the sort of base <laughs> um so I think that's probably quite a good thing to to launch Definitely. during the pandemic it was in the pipeline for a while before the pandemic so it probably did give it that extra push to help it along because obviously everybody was at home like you said focusing on their skincare and also just sat at home online shopping as well yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say some people got real trigger happy with that yeah. shopping. Really, so I was like that's probably coincided pretty well for you guys and um, where does the name come from core what what does that stand for it's a kind of a play on the word like core is in c-o-r-e um because it was about um our core values so okay. we're both very into like animal welfare um so obviously it's vegan and not tested on animals and also non-toxic so it was like the core values so it's kind of a play on the word core yeah and also us wanting our products to be part of people's like core routine as well because I think everyone's mm. sort of core products that they their go-to products and we really wanted that to be part of it but yeah it's just a play on words and obviously the letters and we've got an amazing um graphic designer as well who sort of put everything into like our vision so mm. Yeah, I love it. Call- the way it looks. I think it's stunning. Yeah. You know, everything is. It's it's so elegant and simple. But I think with the word core, like you said, about it being about skin, about it's nice to have something that is stripped to the basics, mm. to the core. Yeah. I, I think it works yeah. beautifully. Yeah. Mm. So you mentioned you had sort of setbacks due to COVID. What other setbacks, if any, have you had from starting your own business? And do you have any advice for anyone who's starting up their own business about overcoming some issues that they might face? Yeah, definitely. So I was the one that had the sort of original idea um, and it kind of just, it just happened. I don't really know how, (laughs) but always using skincare products, spending a lot of money and then finding out obviously some some things that are in our everyday skincare products I wanted to make my own just for my personal use. And then people started using them like friends and family. Um, and I thought, oh, actually I could, I could make this into a business. And someone really close to me at the time, I was talking to them and just sort of, you know, sharing my ideas. And they said to me, oh, the market's too saturated. That will never work. Stick to your day job. Yeah. Wow. Someone close to you saying that as well. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. Who says that? I told to stick to her day job. I didn't really respond or react. I'm the type of person where if someone tells me I can't do something. Stubborn, you've got to do it. <laughs> I'll be quiet and I'll manifest yeah. an amazing, like, exactly. empire. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to silently be someone who works on it. And it just gives you an extra push. Yeah. But, mm. you know, I can imagine if people aren't as stubborn and feisty <laughs> or strong-minded it could really, really have a knockback on people wanting to pursue mm. dreams. Definitely. 
and I just think yeah it, a message to anyone who wants mm. to start up a business whether it's you think it's you know a ridiculous idea or something you've always wanted to do or if it just comes to you while you're washing your hair in the shower mm. yeah. <laughs> just go for it we've got goals and things that we put in place but we just haven't put any pressure on ourselves really yeah. so yeah that's the main knockback that I've that I've had personally and that was right at the beginning as well so. yeah mm. I think as well like because the way it kind of happened was you started making candles to begin with um oh. just because you found out what was in normal candles yeah like, I, like how you said I wanted to make candles because again there are some toxic ingredients in normal candles and I was burning mm. Time. I wasn't aware of that actually. So there's quite a lot of animal fats in them and now if I use right. candles I do find my eyes get a bit irritated or you can cough and if you look at the bottom of candles they do say that it can cause irritation so you, you want to look at more like soy or jojoba wax based candles and I was making them with essential oils and they smelled great for the first 10 minutes and then they didn't smell of anything so I looked <laughs> online and you have to formulate so you have to stick to like a scientific formulation and then I ended up coming across um, a course in natural skincare formulation and it kind of all sort of rolled into into that so of course started off with yeah me making some candles mm. and then just having a passion for skincare anyway and then yeah you we've got yeah. you on board because I've got no clue about social media <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a great team yeah <laughs> well, see this is the thing so then you started obviously making the oils and we were all using them and we were like oh these are amazing and then we were like why don't why don't we start to sell these? You Easier didn't, said than yeah, done. Yeah, um, <laughs> you didn't have a website or anything. You had a social, uh, Instagram, but not m- much on it. So I came on board and I was like, yeah, like I can just help you. I can make the website um, and obviously help you take some photos and stuff. And then it just kind of came to us like, why don't we, why don't we join teams and do this together? And we hadn't actually registered it as a business or anything. And we registered it as a business in the December and then we launched in the June. So it was registered mm. for a while before we launched. Um, but yeah, so then now it is, it is a perfect team um, because Charlotte's obviously the brains behind all the science and the formulation but mm. since starting and doing the social media I've also got on board with the formulation and yeah. we just bounce ideas off each other but I think a big thing for me is um obviously just going also back to the setbacks was um if we'd have looked at it as a whole when we started with all the legalities all of mm. the um, testing testing overwhelming exactly it is and if we'd have looked at it as like a whole big picture I don't think we'd be sat here because it is overwhelming and it is very much like a bit of a shock and you'd be like wow can can we really do all that but I think it's a big thing to do so instead of looking at the big end goal is to do it in in stages Chunks, so, yeah. yeah so if anyone is looking to start a business I would recommend instead of looking at the end goal where you want to be is just take it step by step yeah. when you um when you say about the the legalities and the formulas and stuff like that are you basing it on um is, is this like a UK thing or is this because I know all countries have their own sort of well maybe not all maybe I'm not <laughs> I know that America does not have the same rules and regulations that I think Europe is it Europe or is it the UK I can't remember yeah so we were actually talking about this just before mm. in part of the course that I done it made me aware of the legality so luckily for us we set up when we were obviously part of Europe and Brexit hadn't happened mm-hmm. and they actually have the the, the strictest rules so yeah. you have to have your products tested by a lab you have to have like stability testing you have to work to like lab specific rules so you have to work aseptically you have to have manufacturing protocols in place wow. everything has to go through testing whether it's classed as non-toxic or vegan or you know if it's sort of your just general everyday products everything has to go through testing and you have to have safety reports and how do you uh, how do you guarantee then that your that your product isn't being tested like you said it was cruelty free how do you then ensure that that's not happening if you're having to send it to a lab do you have to do you get a pick which lab it's going to how does that work so they'll just run um tests on sort of like analyzers and machines but because we don't mm. have water in our products we send them our formulation and we don't necessarily have to send the actual product to the lab we send them all of the details all of the paperwork with it because we have anhydrous products like I said meaning they don't contain water because as soon as you start incorporating water 
there's bacteria and microbes and mm. everything that we have is water-free which is why our mask is a powder so with that you would have to send your product to the lab and they wouldn't test it on animals or test it on a person they would literally run it on an analyzer or spread it on um, a plate to see how many microbes would grow so it's a long process and the second you start adding water to it I think you have to test for like two or three years each product um, and batches have to be updated so you wouldn't think (laughs) (laughs) we didn't know (laughs) we do sell in the UK basically the whole of Europe and the US um so we have sold we've sold quite a few in the the US um but we are looking to go to like Australia Canada and New Zealand but there's a bit it's a bit of a different like protocol that we have to do for that Mm -hmm. and also to get it over there is a lot for shipping so Mm -hmm. we'll have to think about um like manufacturers or distributors to do that so the main the main differences that you'll find is labels so labeling the uk even europe now that we've obviously come um, away from europe the us canada um australia they all require different labeling um which is a a huge cost for us Mm. because we we make things in small batches it's just us to do the labeling Um, really Oh, we do yeah, everything. We, do everything. we, make, we wow. make products, we bottle them, we batch mm. them, we label them, we package yeah, them up, set them out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it is it is just the two of us. Yeah. Um, so even down to coming up with the new products, formulating them, the trial and error, um, oh, yeah, wow. like bottling, <laughs> labeling, sending them out, customer service. Oh my gosh, this is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. And we also have full-time jobs as well on the side of it. So it's... it's yeah. um, this isn't your full-time thing? No. no. We have that nine to five. Oh, my God. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> what? Hats off yeah. to you. That's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> the goal is to eventually, in five to ten years' time, core will be the main source of income for both of us. But at the moment, mm. as it's just starting up, we are juggling it alongside full-time jobs and we've just bought a house as well so um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow obviously you said um charlotte that you see, saw this course for the um skincare was there any other inspiration behind it have you had your own skin journeys yourself yeah definitely and i think aside from the skin journey probably something that i should mention is that working in science i've found myself in situations where i have seen sort of everyday products being made and it was at that moment that I uh, noticed how many sort of toxic and harmful ingredients were being um, added into these products and it wasn't until then that I actually my eyes were open to the world of toxic ingredients and mm-hmm. for my my own skincare journey when I was I think I was about 18 19 um, I had severe acne I'd always suffered sort of during my teenage years with bad skin spots and I was put on sort of like antibiotic tablets mm-hmm. but it was when I actually went over to working in science I am a trained forensic scientist so I was mm-hmm. um, in labs all day with face masks on which we're all used to now mm-hmm. um, all day you know from early hours in the morning till the evening face mask I just broke out horrendously mm-hmm. I was put on, I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's called Roaccutane um, and it's so harmful. And at the time it was, me and my mum went to see a doctor um, because it was really getting me down. Um, I still have scarring from it now, but I just, I wanted to take anything that I could to to get rid of these spots because I was so insecure. Um, mm. And it was so, it's such a, a strong drug that I had to have a pregnancy test every month because if you fall pregnant, the baby could be born with birth defects. Mm. Um, people can um, have severe depression on these tablets. So right. it, it's a huge decision to make. Um, it can give you sort of health, knock on health effects later on in life as well. So yeah, that, that's my journey. I had um, really, really bad acne and I now can't wear foundation because the second I do, I, uh, I do break out. So it was then that I sort of looked into using more natural products. I'd worked in a salon and, and beauty therapy room that had, was sort of more the natural product range. So that's what I was used to. But yeah, it just, just led me to the formulation side. I remember doing the skincare 
formulation course and they there was like a whole science unit and I was like oh well I already know this but uh yeah it was, it was really nice to see the two worlds that I've been involved in so. yeah it's led to this yes <laughs> what about you Hayley have you had your own sort of skincare journey as such yeah, I mean, when I was at school, I um, also suffered from some acne and I got put on antibiotics as well. Not the same as you, but an antibiotic and that did clear it up. Um, but I was recently um, living in Bali for the last three years and that had a big effect on my skin um, because of the sun and also because it's quite polluted there. So I was um, driving around on my scooter and I'd get home and my face would literally just be black and it that like I could really tell that it taken an effect on my skin so that's why we've, we've got a um, face mask which really like draws all of that out um, and that mm. kind of was like one of the reasons why I kind of got on board with it as well mm-hmm. um, but recently I have also had a bit of an effect on my skin um, I came off the contraceptive pill and it's just completely broken me out to the point where I had to go back on it so I am actually dealing with another case of um bad skin I've got foundation on today so you can't really see it (laughs) but that's also kind of led us to come up with a new range that we want to include in our skin care products which is like an acne range um I wanted to ask you when when you decided okay I want to make a skincare line and I want it to be natural these things did you have in mind the actual products that you wanted to make so you have rejuvenation how do you say it rejuvenation <laughs> oil <laughs> you have an oil <laughs> you have a mask you have you have a, a selection of products were they already in the back of your mind like yep that's what I want to make or did it sort of come organically like the way that you decided what ingredients were going to be put in how did you how did you come to the products that you have now yeah so it was just really organically and it was you know looking at the products that quite personal and selfish to be honest with you at the beginning so you know it was what do I want to use I want my skin to be really hydrated and I also love using face masks so those were the two um two products that yeah we we focused on and then um we've obviously got bath salts we came up with that idea in the winter didn't we yeah just because we found that we're having more baths and uh, (laughs) bubble bath is great but it does dry your skin out a bit and we wanted the detoxifying effects from um the salt as well yeah and now obviously with you having your um your your sort of breakouts Mm. yeah we found that you using tea tree Mm. has really helped so it's it, it just comes organically and that's what I say like not putting pressure on things mm. to be like oh we're gonna have I mean we do have ideas but it just does come organically you were speaking about things that you would look for in products so like tea tree to treat acne can you tell us what things we should be looking out for in products that we shouldn't be using and that are particularly toxic so, there is a lot <laughs> I mean one thing that we pride ourselves on is our um, oil well all of our products are fragrance free or um, artificial fragrance free there'll be natural fragrances from like the oils or mm-hmm. when you're using the bath salts the, the petals and things like that but if you see on a product it says like artificial fragrances people can put that and then that covers hundreds of other ingredients that could be in that product Right. So within fragrances, there could be 100, 200 of, uh, ingredients and they only have to list it as a fragrance. Um, yeah, the one word could cover a whole load of things. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That's quite scary. That's yeah. It's so <laughs> yeah, scary. It um, and there's things like parabens um, and they're sort of like the normal preservatives that are used and they uh, mimic estrogen. And they have been linked to breast cancer. Right. Um, so formaldehyde as well, um, mm. which is carcinogenic. But these often aren't listed as their names. They're often hidden. And things like formaldehyde, you know, working in a lab, that's things that I would come across in a lab and I'd be fully PPE'd up. And mm. just using it on a day to day. It's yeah. fine. And obviously they're not going to be huge amounts, but it's small amounts. There are a lot of toxic ingredients because I can't list them all now, but... I think it's really important for people to start looking at the labels mm-hmm. of products. It's very difficult to go like 100% natural, 100% um, you know, toxic free. But mm-hmm. I think if we're constantly putting this stuff on our skin, our hair, dry shampoo, you know, mm-hmm. you, you spray it, 
it's all over your skin and this goes straight into our bloodstream and it's just about sort of making yourself aware um Mm -hmm. so there's so many good uh, you know websites out there and we do our ingredients Mondays and we've Mm -hmm. been hoping to do sort of more awareness around the toxic ingredients that you can find I was going to ask if that's something that you're going to start to sort of maybe focus on more because I think obviously with the name being core about your core beliefs and everything I think that would be something really useful for a lot of people especially people who are consumers of your product I think if they're being made aware constantly of the things to avoid I think that'd be really helpful yeah and it's good to know that um obviously because the products are 100% natural Mm. sometimes when we make different batches they do kind of differ slightly in color or in smells because of the different batches of the ingredients that we use Mm -hmm. um, because they don't have any preservatives and anything like that. One batch could be slightly darker than the other. Um, mm. And that's also just a good way to know that the product is 100% natural. Mm. Um, so yeah, a big thing for us is that our products are non-toxic and they're not tested on animals. Mm. So that's what we pride ourselves on. Our products aren't cheap, but they're not expensive. But we think you know for what they are and the products the the ingredients that they have in them like it's so worth just spending that little bit more I agree I completely agree I'm I've always been someone who will sort of buy cheap makeup or cheap things like this but when it comes to skincare I don't mind spending more because I'm like no this is my skin this is what's looking after and to any um one listening at the moment when we've checked I mean we recently went on your website and we saw that everything had sold out other than when this morning we looked and we're like oh they've got something else and because we wanted to buy something but I looked at the price and I thought this is a reasonable price Mm. for a vegan cruelty-free natural skincare product they were very reasonably priced so definitely everyone listening go and check it out if things are in stock hopefully soon I wanted to ask more as well about how you start from scratch I guess with everything do you sort of have to say right I want to make an oil and then you just look at every single oil that's out there where how do you start with something like that without giving everything away and giving away Do you know what? When I when it was the rejuvenation oil, I just did a deep dive into the different types of oils. So you can have like the carrier oils, the more sort of specialized oils. And I put it in a spreadsheet and I just sort of like done hydration, anti-clover, oh, acne. And then I knew that I wanted sort of a bit of a, an all-rounder, kind of one of the ones that you can use every day. And yeah, just done it that way. There was a lot of trial and error. There were some that smell so bad. <laughs> I think one of my friends was like, it smells like hay. <laughs> I think now we have like enough knowledge to know what kind of oil we want for what the product to achieve. So like, for right. example, um, if like with the tea tree, we know we want to include that with our acne range and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it is, I think, the more you kind of look into it and know and trial and error, mm-hmm. you get to know what oils work for what. Yeah. But I think it's just trial and error, really. And I think that's a really important thing to sort of make people aware of is that it's not just something that you go, oh, I'm going to add this, this, this and this. Mm. And it be done in a couple of months. You know, the rejuvenation oil and the mask took, um, so the Pure and Bright mask, I think they took about a year and a half, almost two years to perfect you know get other people's opinion because I might love it Hayley might love it but if no one else likes it it's not gonna I was gonna say it's great that your friend said it smelled like hey like that's the kind of honesty you need (laughs) exactly yeah Yeah. it's also like knowing the amount to put in so like before before you showed me about it I thought it was just like you said a little bit of this a little bit that but you have to make sure that the total amount of oil that you're putting in equals to 100%. So if you're like, oh, okay, actually, I, I want a bit less of this oil, you have to make sure that the whole formulation still equals that 100%, which I, I never knew about because I was in Bali when it, we first kind of launched. And then when I came back, I, I said to you, I was like, right, I want to be involved in the formulating and the making of the products. And the first time I did it, I was like, wow, I had no idea <laughs> that it was like this. Um, and it kind of blew me away, really, how much goes into making a product. From the outside, it kind of would seem, and it's not stupid to think that it's just like, oh, okay, we just want to make an oil, just chuck a bit of this, chuck a bit of that. But there's actually 
there's so much that goes into it it's the thing mm. beforehand we make sure we wear lab coats gloves hair tied up you know everything has to be super clean it's been um all of our glassware has been cleaned we make sure our balances that we're you know the scales that we're using we have to make sure that those are reading correct we have to record all of the information so this is making me think of breaking bad (laughs) (laughs) that's it yeah i've heard that yeah we never never planned on starting a business um obviously we're sisters we lived together and now we've got a business together it was never something that we sat down and said right we're gonna start a business it was just something that happened and it's kind of snowballed into something amazing (laughs) I was just gonna ask as well how how is that for you obviously being sisters I'm sure this is great but they also I mean I don't agree with this saying but they often say don't work with your friends and family how are you finding it I think it's great I mean we're both we we get on really well and I think as a family we all do anyway and we're so honest and we don't take things personally I yeah. can't speak for everyone else who would work with siblings but <laughs> mm. if you don't agree with something that I'm not doing or vice versa mm. we're not afraid to put each other up on it and yeah but we also what I lack you pick up and vice versa yeah. so I think it's not like we're two scientists trying to put both of our opinions in and um, we we just bounce off of each other and I kind of look after the more of the like website Mm. Um, as much as I do help with the formulating it's more like I have my kind of roles in the business Mm. right so we do we do work really well definitely although the bath salts were pretty much just you yeah yeah. (laughs) that's exciting like you've learned new skills from each other Mm. as well yeah that's really cool yeah Yeah. actually yeah and to be honest with you I remember where the first time Hayley was like, right, we're going to launch, obviously, and I want you to do a video. I was like, it's going to go on social media. <laughs> <laughs> My Instagram account is private. I, the only people in there that I know are the people that I went to school with, college with, friends, family. And Hayley's like, yeah, now you're going to speak to a lot of people. I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so it, those skills, but also, you know, the big wide world of the internet and Instagram and things like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it clearly must work for you because you both just suddenly moved in together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That again, that just kind of happened. We both had big life changes and we thought, why don't we take advantage of this? So we moved in. So it has had an effect on core a little bit because we had to put a bit of a hold on it. As you've seen on the website, we have sold out and um, and because we make the batches at home, we were like, we can't make more while we're moving. <laughs> mm. Especially with all of the precautions you've said that you have yeah. to put in place. I'm just thinking, right, no orders can arrive during the day. Like, postman cannot knock at the door today. Like, you just need, like, complete silence ready to sort of work. So yeah. I think it makes sense that you're sort of having to put it on pause for the moment. So, Hayley, you have actually had quite a big presence on social media and you as you said previously that you lived in Bali and you've, you've traveled a lot it's evident that you love to travel how have you found that since the pandemic um travel's been pretty much put on halt how did you find coming back to the UK and sort of having to settle down I guess yeah so I've been really lucky um and I've been traveling since I was 19 and 25 now um and wow. um, it started off as um I got kind of like into the whole backpacking and then I worked in a travel agent and got moved to the office in Wellington and then I kind of grew um, an online presence just by accident again it's just something that happened I never planned on being like oh I want to be big or have a presence on Instagram or anything like that and then yeah I moved to Bali I've always been kind of like an adventurer and a traveler so for the last couple of years like I said I was living in Bali traveling around and then in July time I decided to move back home because obviously travel kind of got paused. I was a bit worried coming back because I've worked for myself for quite a few years and obviously being abroad um, coming back to England I was worried that I wouldn't settle or kind of find my way but I think everything has just happened how it should. Um, When I came back I was just kind of like focusing on core and I didn't have another job then but then in January we decided that we wanted to buy a house so I looked for a full-time job that could help with the mortgage and um, I found one pretty quickly which was really good. Six months ago if I looked forward and been like in April you're going to be living in a house with Charlotte 
with a full-time job alongside core and you're really happy, I wouldn't have believed it. But I can honestly say I'm the happiest now that I have ever been and it just feels like it's so lovely. Yeah, it's so bright. Thank you. That's lovely. And I mean, it must have been quite hard actually, even when you were abroad and starting core because Charlotte's in the UK. You're in Bali. For anyone who doesn't know where Bali is, it's not near the UK. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been to Bali and it was a few flights. So, you know, it, it's it's not close. So how hard was that when you were starting these ideas to sort of try and communicate with one another? I know we're in the 21st century, so it's not like we don't have technology to communicate, but that's still time differences. There's still, you know, other things that are involved. Yeah. You can't physically yeah. kind of see the products. and Yeah. Mm. Well, I came home Christmas time and just before we were supposed to launch. Um, Was this 2019? Yeah. yeah 2019. Right. Okay. Um, so I came home for Christmas and obviously we really focused then while I was at home and I took loads of products back to Bali with me to give to my friends for them to try and right. give back as well. And then it was kind of just FaceTime. I would do stuff in the daytime and then in the evening that's when Charlotte would wake up because obviously you can't <laughs> with the head. Um, so basically core constantly had 24-hour operation yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think like you said time difference I think that was the main thing well mm-hmm. I think oh, it's fine because in the morning then you've got the evening but again I had a nine to five I still mm-hmm. you know doing this job that I'm mm-hmm. doing nine to five and it's you can't take a side step away from that because that is my focus mm-hmm. uh, income at the moment but we managed it the launch was really yeah successful but stressful yeah yeah yeah. we launched um first of june and obviously i was in bali still and you were here we obviously told everybody it was going to be then and um i pressed the launch button i went out for dinner came back and we had loads of orders already which was amazing but that was also one of the main reasons as to why i decided Mm -hmm. to come home because Mm -hmm. i was living in bali and all of my jobs had been cancelled because I was working at the time for a lot of like tourism boards, but obviously with right. travel being cancelled, I wasn't really progressing anywhere. And I just thought maybe this is the next stage of my life. And mm-hmm. I, if I'm not going to do it, I need to do it 100%. So mm-hmm. I decided to move back home. And since then, it's just rocketed really, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. It's you- like everything happens for a reason. Yeah, definitely. Do you feel like post pandemic that travel would be something that you would get back into maybe not to the capacity that you were doing it before but um again with work or do you think that that side of of life or that part of your life is now closed for now or at least in that way yeah I mean I think for the next year or so since obviously buying the house um and getting caught to a level that we want it I will hold off on the travel but I think a big goal of mine and also yours as well is we do want to move to Australia and live there full-time so it would be a case of also looking to see how we could move core to Australia before we do that but that's probably like a three to five year goal of mine. Amazing. Um, do you do you also find that because of your big sort of social media presence or especially on Instagram like you have a big following did that help with promoting core yeah definitely it did because I have a lot of followers that have followed me for a long time and I am um, real on there I never promote anything that I don't agree with so obviously good I I can't stand it when that pet peeves of mine is because I think when you are someone I don't think that you necessarily are responsible I don't think you've signed up for all these things that a lot of people sort of say that people and big celebrities and all that that it's their responsibility they've signed up for this I'm like no they haven't but if you are in a public light of some form or you do have a large audience I want to stay away from the word responsible but it's kind of stupid if you are starting to sort of promote things that you don't or wouldn't use yourself I just think that's weird and definitely and I think that's so it also helps because I obviously talk about it but I also have um, given products to my friends that also have a big following. I said to them, I was like, use it. I don't want you to talk about it until you've used it because I want you to give your honest feedback to your followers. Um, And I have one friend in particular, she's American and she's used it since the beginning. It's my friend Kelsey and she's used it from the very beginning and she loves it so much and she talks about it so organically and with so much love that Mm. one it makes me really proud but two um I know that that's 
you know, with how how she's talking about it, her followers know that she's been genuine. Um, mm. So it definitely has helped having friends that have a following and also myself having the following. We've also seen, amazingly, that you're in magazines as well already, as in Core, Core Skin, and is it Vanity and Home? Good, 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 home? good Homes. Mm-hmm. How did that all happen? How did that feel to have your product in publications like that? I just got home and um, we weren't living in the same house at that time. I was living with my parents and Charlotte was living with her friend and um, I was just sat on my laptop and I just got this, we got this email um, and it said Vanity Fair and it was the lady that did the publishing um, and the advertising um, in Vanity Fair and she emailed us asking us if we could be featured in it. And it was, it was crazy. I remember I rang Charlotte and I was like, have you seen the email? (laughs) It was something that we never thought would happen so soon. It was on one of, it was our goals, wasn't it, to be in a magazine? Yeah. So obviously, like you do with any business, we were like, okay, what would we like to achieve? And being featured in magazines and a podcast. (laughs) And and we're like, well, wow, so thank you for making that. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I love that you're putting <laughs> us on the same level. As yeah, Vanity thanks for that. <laughs> thank you. Um, but you know, it's, it's those it's sort crazy. of things where you kind of just go, oh wow. You know, we la- didn't even launch um, that long ago. No. But you, you sort of made all of that happen. Obviously, with it's it's all to do with the social media presence because that's how they found us. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. you're in charge of all of like the photos, yeah, all, all of that stories. So yeah, um, but yeah, it was it was amazing to see our products in Vanity Fair, especially um, as soon as it came out, we were ran to Marks and Spencer's and got <laughs> and we would just open it straight away, and it was it was it was a pinch it was a pinch me moment really. Yeah, cool. I mean, we've been really lucky that since we launched, we've had like a steady flow of orders um mm-hmm. except from when we've obviously done sales like uh, black friday that was crazy and we <laughs> sold a lot more than we thought we would so we have been so lucky to have constant orders and we've also got some customers that um are reoccurring we've got, mm. we've got quite a few that have ordered yeah, loads loyal yeah loyal customers that um which which again makes us really happy and proud mm. of their customers that we don't know there's some in like the Netherlands um wow. yeah like all over Europe but yeah so to see our products in Vanity Fit and Good Homes as well that was a full page that was, ad which was cool yeah it's one of those moments where you open it and you go oh my gosh like that's us <laughs> that's, yeah. our, that's our product and it's uh, <laughs> yeah, you just can't believe it mm. I suppose you have these goals but for them to then materialize and to actually happen Mm. we know that we need to take it in because we're kind of like okay great that's done what's next we're very good at uh, just being like okay and we don't we we are very blasé (laughs) yeah we we like that just with everything just like okay that's happened what what's next but yeah I don't know it's just it is crazy to see that we never thought that we would be in like a magazine it was I think it was like two three months in and especially vanity fair yeah yeah I mean not bad I know that not everyone starting a business is necessarily going to have the same sort of um, milestones so quickly but I think the thing that I'm loving most about speaking to you both about this is how organic everything is like everything that you've said it's just fallen just so naturally into place and that's really lovely and I think if anything that might have manifested some of the success for you if anything it at least sounds it to me I think it's brilliant and would you mind sort of telling us just a little bit about each of the products so the rejuvenation oil is made up of 16 oils so like carrier oils or more sort of more specialist oils but one of our key ingredients in that is um, a powder and it's coenzyme q10 so with that it helps um it's high in antioxidants helps fights against um free radicals that can be caused by sun damage um, that could eventually lead to cancer so a lot of nourishing ingredients in that one you can use that um, morning and night it's quite it leaves your face looking really glowy mm-hmm. um, because some of the oils are quite orangey in colour you can put it on and once it's sunk in it just leaves you with a nice a really really nice glow and one of the main positive feedbacks we have from the oil is that it's not this sounds really silly but it's not really oily um, <laughs> so you, you know when sometimes you have I know what you mean yeah you choose, it just leaves your skin like feeling quite greasy or heavy thick and heavy mm. yeah with with the rejuvenation oil it's really light and um within a couple of minutes it's 
soaked in and it leaves you looking really glowy so that's one of yeah. the main positive um feedback we've had is that it's not heavy and it's really light so yeah and it sort of just melts into the skin and it's a really good base for foundation as well for these foundation and then we have the pure and bright mask so i mentioned earlier that it's powder form because obviously we don't use any um water right you, ha you do have to mix it before to yourself that's got charcoal in it so black charcoal and that helps draw out impurities as Hayley was saying with the pollution things like lemon peel powder to help with brightening and tightening it's an exfoliating one as well so you literally pop like a teaspoon into a, a bowl mix that with like a teaspoon or two of water to your consistency pop it on after you've cleansed and then it will set and then you can scrub it off and it's really nice to use the oil after um so those work really really well together and then we've got yeah and then we've got bath salts, bath salts. <laughs> um so we've got a lavender and a rose petal bath salts one of the main ingredients is um, coconut milk powder um and that is because obviously as charlotte was saying when you have baths sometimes you use um, bubble bath it can leave your skin quite dry but with a coconut milk powder it leaves your skin really uh, moisturized and then also the salts are detoxifying so kind of draws out any toxins while you're laying there and obviously the smells from the lavender and the rose just makes for a really nice relaxing bath our sister we have another sister and she absolutely loves baths and bath salts so mm. I think she was very happy that we released those <laughs> and then we have um a raspberry lip scrub so it's an exfoliating raspberry lip scrub and we also want to make a lip balm as well oh I'm so excited I love mm. lip products I love like scrubs and balms oh this is exciting I wanted to ask you Charlotte from like a scientific point of view because I'm someone who will invest a bit more in, in skincare. I use Charlotte Tilbury skincare at the moment. Is it a fad, all this kind of age-defying skincare stuff? Because I'm I'm a mum now and I feel like I'm aging. My skin is aging <laughs> from the lack of sleep and everything. So what do you recommend? Or is it is it more preventative sort of measures we need to be doing? I think it just depends on the brand. But obviously, if if you're making claims, so for us, we haven't said on our products, oh, you know, it's it is age defying or it reduces the signs of wrinkles because you have to mm. have scientific information and research to back that up. It has right. to come through testing, trials, and you have to have that research to back it up. So if you're finding that they are sort of clinically studied and the trials have been done, then absolutely you can you can say that there is some truth in that again it all depends on the brand i would definitely say look into the labels look into um, right. the ingredients that are going into it but if you're looking for things like age-defying you know the coenzyme q10s are really good but also just something that's really moisturizing mm. sun creams yeah yes <laughs> spf yeah. Like yeah. you know i so lived in bali i i was stupid i never used to wear sun cream like what in bali no <laughs> I didn't really wear sun cream that much because whenever I did, I would always break out in spots. So I was like, do right. I want to have a breakout or do I want to just not wear Burn. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, Since going into the skincare journey, Charlotte has taught me wear sun cream, even if it's not sunny out, mm. just put sun cream on yeah. that like include that in your skincare yeah. routine, but find a good yeah. a good one. I'm yeah. saying it's quite hard with with obviously sun cream, then the and you know, SPF. There need, there's going to be some chemicals in it. You know, some of the oils that we have in our rejuvenation oil, they are natural, um, they have natural SPF, but it's like mm. four or five. And we haven't, we don't have the research to back that up. So we can't sell it as as having that in it, but it's just the oils are known to have um, SPF. I feel like with the SPF thing, not to generalise, but at the same time, kind of, we live in the UK. The sort of sunscreen stuff that I find when I'm like in America or back in New Zealand or whatever, it's so different and it's everywhere because you need it. So you get a whole variety of stuff. You get stuff that is non-harmful to like corals and the sea, things like that. You come here and I'm sort of like, you've got, I'm not going to name all the brands, but you get kind of basic ones that literally are just for like slapping on and lathering up. But it, it doesn't do the skincare side of things and it doesn't do the environmental factors. So I feel like, well, like there's a gap in the market right now that I feel like that would work in the UK because people don't realize they need to wear SPF even when it's cloudy sort of yeah. thing like even on your hands to stop it from aging definitely. Yeah. definitely yeah and just finding what works for you definitely researching the brand as well because there's a lot of brands that do tests on animals 
that would be quite hush-hush about it or that do have those harmful ingredients. And the general rule is if you can't read it and it's, you know, a 15-letter word, it's not good for your skin. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. <laughs> I'm still so baffled by what you said about that fragrance. What was it? The wording on the yeah, artificial on the label? Artificial fragrancing. Or if it has fragrance, then like a little asterisk you kind of know they're hiding something well and also if you're using products that are really floral and they're not using essential oils for the fragrance Mm. more than likely assume that they are going to be artificial fragrances which is why you know when you you do get the sun creams and they Mm. smell like you're in a tropical caribbean island (laughs) that's fragrance yeah yeah that's not natural (laughs) (laughs) yeah some feedback on the oil because it smells quite earthy yeah it smells quite earthy natural but people like it it, but if people are looking for a fragranced oil or if they're not if they are so used to buying an oil that smells like roses or smells like something and then they go to that it can be a bit of a shock and they're like oh I'm I'm not sure but Mm. that is just because it's uh, natural products Mm. aren't uh, used as much and if they're so used to wearing a floral oil then it's going to be a big shock the change in the smell it's kind of like Charlotte said at the beginning it's like having your eyes open to what's actually real and what's not isn't it I think if people had the cotton removed from their eyes and they're like oh okay so this is actually what's good for you I won't mind the smell so much or you sort of adapt to it so yeah I think people open their eyes a bit more it's mind-blowing it really really is um but like you said it's just like not knowing so like if more people knew that that's what they were putting on their skin then they wouldn't do that I hope (laughs) yeah and I think really appreciate your transparency Mm. in what's in your products because that builds that trust and then people are way more likely to spend their money on your products than something else if you you know they've got that kind of connection I guess that's great um so you've already achieved so much in such a short space of time what are your plans for the future? We have actually been entered into some awards, haven't we? Yeah, um, so, yeah we've entered into the Free From Awards, but there's some really good um, other contestants in there. So um, obviously we don't know how that's going to pan out. Um, they released the winner in June, I think. Yeah, yeah. so it would be near our so, one. Fingers crossed for yeah, you. Yeah, hopefully. We'll, we'll see. If not, <laughs> it's just it's still good to have been like accepted into the awards. You're um, still nominated, right? Nominated. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whack that everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that that's good. That would be something that's obviously mm. a milestone for us. I think we also eventually want to sell in stores, um, mm. not just like the normal um, supermarket or boots or something like that, but we want to be in those kind of yeah. more higher quality um, stores and then yeah we've we've been contacted by a few um like beauty boxes and stuff like that which mm. would be good to get yeah. into online shops as well so yeah I think I think the next thing will be like the beauty boxes and the mm. online shops and yeah then eventually be in in some retailers but yeah everything's online now isn't yeah. it and I was about mm. to ask you would you ever like uh, to have your own physical store like a core skin store oh, like I would love it yeah, yeah. like a little boutique yeah. store yeah. yeah probably not something that had like a big like loads of a chain yeah. yeah but just one kind of flagship store would be lovely to have like, mm. all of our products um mm. but obviously like you said everything is mostly online yeah. and because mm. it just Haley and I at the moment we are making stuff obviously in the kitchen once we've cleaned but we're hoping to I mean with the house that we bought we've got like a, an outhouse and we're hoping to make that into our sort of lab, lab of course skincare lab and for me I see our you know us eventually employing people to help us make the products because it is just us two like I said we make the products bottle them package yeah, that's them. a lot of work <laughs> um, <laughs> we love it we do but you know as we are growing it, it will become quite much impossible for us yeah. to fulfill ourselves so yeah mm. that, that's, that's that would be great for us to have yeah. our own little hub but I think in like five years time we want to have got to that point where we've yeah. got a big range of products and we've got employees um, and it's got to that stage where we can obviously afford to pay people to help and be in the core skincare um, company we're both very positive and we we're both very good at like manifesting things yeah. so I think that clearly 
<laughs> don't put pressure on yourself just go with it and it will it will tend to just work out as long as you're putting the time and effort into it and yeah go with it no pressure no expectation <laughs> oh I, re- I really really hope all the best comes to you guys because this I just think it's brilliant I love how like Jess said how transparent you are about it all how clean this is and I, I just love it I, I think it's brilliant so congratulations to you both and you. wishing you all the best our last question that we like to ask all of our guests is uh, what makes up your circle so if you were a circle what would your circle be made up of mm-hmm. I'll let you go first <laughs> positivity manifestation thinking um you can and you will um and also just surrounding yourself with people that bring you up instead of trying to pull you down who clap at the, on the way as well as at the top and just yeah fill yourself and your life with positivity and just tell yourself what you're grateful for and that will bring you your circle in life <laughs> I love that what about you Charlotte I think being okay with change um I think adapting to change and knowing that you know if you go with the flow of life that it will all work out and I know that might sound really cliche but change is something that we resist naturally as humans so yeah adapting to change (laughs) (laughs) I hate change but yeah (laughs) but honesty and transparency definitely and I think we're both very honest people anyway but that's something that we really that we do like to reflect within core we haven't always been honest and and stuff like that we kind of been brought up to kind of just um go along with things and if you don't agree with something just kind of you know yeah but in the last couple of years we've both been through a lot that we've learned to actually set those boundaries and you know if you don't agree with something or if something's not how you like it to approach it obviously in a in a good way but make sure that you are being honest um, and honest with yourself as well as other people Mm. that's really hard being taught something growing up and having to change your ways so yeah that's amazing I love that everyone's going around Mm. core core beliefs your core like (laughs) (laughs) so we love to dedicate every episode to either a charity a small business or an organization and what better one to dedicate today to than to core skin so can you please tell our listeners how they can support you and where they can follow you how they can find you all of that good stuff yeah sure so um our website is um, coreskincare.com um, and obviously you can find us um, on Instagram which is coreskincare underscore yeah <laughs> great thank you so so much for joining us so we'd love to have you back when everything's booming and hopefully you're in Australia <laughs> or you've got your <laughs> shop ready or something oh I'm just so excited for you but um yeah thank you so much for joining us and to everyone listening please make sure to go and check out the website go and check out their Instagram please go and make sure you buy something support these beautiful women and um thank you for listening please make sure to like and subscribe make sure to stream on apple Podcasts and spotify and we'll see you for our next episode bye thank you thank you so much (laughs)